Hi everyone, this is Nicole. Intuition is defined as the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Well, my gut is telling me this should be a fun chat. Stay tuned. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her it doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello, 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 everybody. This is... Vanessa and Jackie and Nicole and we are sisters and a mom never the empty nest (laughs) today was kind of a crazy day at least for me I woke up at three in the morning Nikki you do that a lot though I do that's it that's very crazy it's a little bit normal because it's like I have to do all these things before the kids wake up yeah I know um because then from 8 a.m until 11 there's a drop-off cycle so i have to get real work done Mm -hmm. between 3 a.m and 8 a.m yeah like writing work that's everyone the whole world is quiet then anyways it's true it's the best time to work do you actually know that there that theoretically there is um writers work for three hours a day and the rest is just like selling the actual stuff wow yeah yeah mom how was your day my day was or your week whatever let's just talk about the day (laughs) okay (laughs) it's too much that's a whole other podcast (laughs) the last 24 hours have been a little intense uh maman um maman is your mom our my mom is mama my mom she's fragile and not getting better so we had a rough night and so here we are we're getting used to this new uh, layer, uh, which now with doctor's visits and stuff like that, we'll know where we're going to land, more or less, uh, what will be the the, uh, the new normal, uh, which is not that normal. On a completely other note, my son threw a watermelon this morning. <laughs> <laughs> he throws he a got, lot of things. He got mad and threw a watermelon. What, did it break and explode everywhere? I thought it would, and I was like, wow, I imagined this big, like, yeah. You know, like with the explosion of the watermelon everywhere. It didn't actually happen. You should have a career of sound effects. That was... Thank you. <laughs> great watermelon <laughs> crashing sound explosion. Uh, yeah. Then the other thing that he did is he went to the eye doctor yesterday. So then he decided that he would use the mics in the room that you guys are listening to us from as eye doctor equipment. And so he would bring the mic to our oh, face God. and be like, this is not going to hurt. <laughs> oh, and yeah. put it in our eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the other thing that I was doing this morning is reading about intuition, because that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Intuition. We ended the last episode, and actually we kind of talk about this a lot, which is our gut, going with our gut. Mm-hmm. So mom thought, why not explore intuition intuition as it is as a word as a thing and i mean maybe you introduced that a little bit mom talk about intuition now and what the 
what the dealio was? I think it's great that we're going to explore this now as I get older, because I realized when we started talking about this, that it was so much easier for me when I was younger to just go with my gut, you know, my center. You have a decision to make. By the way, I believe, and I think it's universal, that making decisions is, if not the most difficult thing, one of the most difficult and stressful things to do in life. And so I uh, used to do it probably solely on intuition. I knew uh, in my center what was the best thing to do for me, for the people involved, right? And so I realized that uh, as I get older, I'm not getting any wiser, uh, which is weird. <laughs> it becomes more difficult. For, they're laughing at me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> okay, we're laughing at her for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Mom is having trouble with her microphone. But she also, she's I'm very like, serious every, today. She's hang like, on, hang on. She's like, very serious. This is a very but, serious plane. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Let's stop making fun of her. You can make. They always Get make fun of me. Yeah, there mom. It's that you okay. keep moving your head. I got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I go like yeah. this. I go like that, and then you go like this. Okay. Okay. I got there. it. I got it. Yeah. They laugh at me and reprimand me all the time. At the end of the day or years, I've had to wait about thirty years sometimes to hear that I was right. Well, what I, we were talking about intuition is that I really believe that. We know at the center of our being, at the center, physically really, the center here, the gut, the heart, the center, what it is that, that we have to do, right? Uh, whenever we come up with a question or what do I do or what do we do? The good thing about the nest is that we can also learn to make decisions together. Once we let the head dictate, it is in my experience that the head has betrayed me, the mind, the logic. And so I need to start fine-tuning my intuition again, listening to, I, I believe that all of us know inside what is best. Sometimes we go in denial, we don't want to hear, we don't, that, that the best is not what we want to know or hear or do, but it is because it's an energy. It's an energy that we feel uh, when we do it together, and we have. It's an energy that is shared. And so we need to practice and trust it. But there's also the argument of there's intuition. And this is something that Nikki and I have been talking about. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. There's intuition, but you also have to bring in logic, right? And sometimes we wonder, we're all different kind of intuitive beings. Obviously, mom is like, she wants to be all intuition all the time. Right. I probably am a combination of the two things, logic and intuition. Mm -hmm. My head takes over a lot sometimes in terms of like analyzing something, but I feel like I also really drive with my heart. So Nikki, what kind are you? I feel like I'm a mix. I mean, this article that I was reading uh, from Psychology Today that you read at Tuvani, it talks mm -hmm. about that, how reflection yeah. collaborates with intuition, right? They go hand in hand. And I, I you know, Intuition is emotional, it's not logical, and there are people who have like total faith in just the intuition, but this article kind of goes through different facets of the unconscious processing and like what it does well, what it fails, when can you trust your intuition? You know, I, I, I believe there's space for both. I think I use a, a mixture of both. I run a lot on instinct too, but I think I'm a mix. 
I'm not a firm believer that only intuition, because sometimes your intuition can trick you or fool you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so sometimes you get too confident in your intuitive beliefs, you know, that it can get you into trouble sometimes, I think. Well, then it's not intuition. Right, maybe. Ultimately, the, the wisdom is inside, and, and we know. And it is about emotion, and it is about, in my experience, I want to make sure that everyone knows that this is in my experience. There's some universal logic and and knowledge to this, but when you're going through a decision-making process, there's a way you're going to feel. Intuition doesn't mean that I have to do it right now. Oh my God, you asked a question, and right now I'm going to tell you what my decision is. No, it's where it comes from. I can spend three days a week trying to see and, and filter and get away the static from the intuition. Right. Because there's static there. How does it make me feel? Do, do I feel stressed if I go this way? Do I feel confused if I go that way? What gives me peace at the end? And so that's an experiment. Well, but you're using reflection and exactly insight to hone in on your intuition. You know what I yeah. mean? Like to correctly use your intuition. So that's my that's point. That's right. Let's talk a little bit about the stuff in the article. There were a couple of things. The article that my sister's referring to is called is from Psychology Today, and it was called Eight Truths About Intuition by Matthew Hudson, and it refers to a bunch of psychologists. But the super fun thing that it does right at the start is it talks about how in 1997, Deep Blue, an IBM computer, won at chess, won against the best chess player, right? Mm-hmm. And then people would say, well, they're not going to ever win against the game Go because that one is nuanced and it involves intuition. And that's what we as humans really have. Right. And then by 2016, a machine won a it man, right? Done. Yeah. It was done. But then there's the question, we we build the machine to hack into our intuition, right? Right. The fact that we hacked machines to beat us in our own game proves that we can hack into our own intuition is what they're exactly. saying. Yeah. And then straight to your point, Nikki, I thought that the best quote, one of the, the best quotes in it was by um, this psychologist named Gordon Pennycook. And it said, our reflective deliberation scaffolds off of our intuition, but it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Exactly what you said, right? The intuition plays off of the reflection and the reflection goes right. with the intuition. But my favorite things were mom is right in that there's this intuitive sort of like people, they did all these tests and they had a bunch of people rate professors in like, what was it? The first 10, 10 minutes. Oh, right. Yeah. Remember? In class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like you had 10 minutes and you had to rate a professor. And those people right away, they were super aligned with the ratings of students that had taken their class for the whole semester, which means that intuitively they got it in 10 minutes. Now, and here's the super interesting part, which is to prove your point, is mom, is that if they were forced to write down why, they started to lose their intuition. They would like, oh, and they would get it wrong or not match up. That's the first facet they talk about, that how intuition is super efficient if you don't think about it too much. And how like research shows that intuition, you know, is faster and more accurate than reflection. So that's like the first, when I read that, I thought of mom immediately, you know? You let the static come in. You know, we're full of static. And the static is thoughts and other opinions. And And other people's thoughts, right? The they's of the world. And other people's thoughts, yes. And and so it's static within you. So this is something that I discovered um, that I need to work on for me when I was younger, it was, I'm telling you, it was very easy for me to make tough decisions. I realize now 
Uh, it's a good thing. Good thing I was young and I guess naive in a way because this is oh what do I do this or that you know where the girls go to school here or there no here I just trusted myself yeah and as the time goes on you, you know you start thinking and rethinking and I think though that and one of the other things that it said was that if you get too attached. Mm -hmm. to intuition and the thought that like your intuition drives everything that you could really sort of fudge up because like for example they did this other this was another one of the of the tests that they did you remember the one on the bridge oh no i was talking about the dream of the pla how people get too clingy to the, like certain things and too yeah. almost superstitious if you will you know or too yeah. obsessed with certain things and like the plane crash dreams i thought yeah. that was crazy well, that there's a say that, that like yeah. yeah it said that people who dream of plane crashes will change their flight more likely because of that than the government announcing a travel warning Yeah. Which, is <laughs> which we saw which is, at the beginning of COVID, right? Yeah. People did it until they were like, you cannot now. You cannot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But there was this test on a bridge where they would have women go up to men with a questionnaire yeah. and the men had to fill up the questionnaire. And if they were on a scary bridge, right. like a scary suspension bridge or something like that, most of those men followed up with asking those girls out. And it was because they were continuously confusing the feeling the of... Feeling emotional arousal mm -hmm. with sexual mm -hmm. arousal right and that kind of intuition can really stray us with dating yeah. with family with all that kind of thing and that that is super interesting yeah it can trigger certain emotions and feelings and it can kind of skew your yeah true intuition yeah. And that the other one was that your intuition is based on practice. So right. something that you're saying right. is that you want to get back to your like raw intuition, but they're saying that intuition is actually based on practice. And one of the things that messes us up is when there is an unclear outcome. When you have a clear outcome, you can measure your intuition. Chess players, they win. Oh, my intuition was right. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. But, and this is where I want to go to you, mom, with the main problem that you're grappling with right now in our giant in our little not giant little nest um it's like i, <laughs> I made like, it so big what nest huge. are you talking about if the outcome is fuzzy you start to doubt your intuition so one of the things that mom's been grappling with is um the decision of our grandfather papang which is what this whole thing started with so you guys you're gonna keep hearing about him He's, he's here and how he's passed has affected us no and when he passed mom had to make a decision she had three choices he had an intestinal obstruction he was very very old and they had to she had to make a choice operate um oh look there's a little nest members coming in hi little little fledglings <laughs> hi you want to say hi lily This is my life. You didn't ask me about my week, by the way. Thank you very much. And I'm by myself with my kids all week because my husband's out of town. You can talk. I'll be right back. She was given three choices, which were essentially uh, they could operate on my grandfather. But operating on people in their 80s is most likely a death. They can't really withstand that, especially the anesthesia. He was 98. Or go into hospice and have um have that process take place that's it those were the two right there's actually two so my mom has been tormented because my grandfather lasted a very long time in hospice longer than people thought he would it was over how many days 
25 days, which for a 98 year old is incredible without food or water, nothing. And so she doubts whether she made the right decision because if he was so strong of body and mind, then he had dementia. But if he was so strong of body, would he have survived the surgery and would he still be alive? So this is what is tormenting her. My sister and I both believe that we made the right decision as a family. Her, ultimately, she was the person who had to sign off on this decision. So ultimately, it lies on you um, in that sense. But so talk to us about that. That is a good example of my mind taking over. You can't go back to feel what you felt at that time. At that moment in time, you put everything together and you go with your gut. It was more complicated than just whether he would live or die. It was about torturing him, making him go through surgery and and having, it was a very big surgery and what it does to a 90-year-old that has to be intubated and anesthetized and he could have, if he would have survived it, he would have ended up in a vegetative state, most probably. And so I don't know. I will never know. And so obviously then my mind goes away and I think that maybe this, maybe that, but that's proof that when you overthink and you just go with your head then, and you can't go back, you can, I cannot go back to that time and feel or process what was happening at that moment in time. And we will never know because we didn't go that route, what would have happened to my father. It's like you're, you're saying, let's trust our intuition. And now you're saying, but I doubt my intuition. Yeah, because it's my mind telling me that. But it's a conflict, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because this, yeah. is, this, is, this is literally what you've been saying. In other words, you've been talking about this since, you know, uh, April 3rd. And now you're like, but ignore your mind. I'm not saying ignore your mind. I'm saying what's happening to me. Understand that, in in my opinion, and I, you, you, you girls are more educated than me in any in every single way. Mm-hmm. But wait, but I am going by my life experience and what I believe intuition is. Intuition, real intuition, what you know is right, is never wrong. But I think that you followed your intuition the day of the hospital when they called because all of us, you, your first reaction was like, God, no, we can't put him through that, you know, right. and, and, and none of us were like, oh, God, because even if, like, like you said, even if the, doc- the doctor said, even if he goes, gets through the super invasive surgery, it would be hell to recover from and he's almost 100 years old so it's like trying to figure out what the best way to go is basically there's no good uh, decision to have been made there it was which way is he gonna go this way or that way who knows if he would have like stayed at the hospital and we wouldn't have been able to bring him home like i think that you did use your intuition and i think now it's your head that's messing with you after the fact that's exactly what i said okay what I'm trying to say uh-huh. is that that's a lot easier in theory than in practice. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the practice of the everyday, yeah. mom is tormented by this and we listen to it every single day. Yes. So, yes. Um, was my intuition wrong? Was my intuition wrong? Right. Was my intuition wrong? Right. You know, so then. Right. It's like, well, you're always saying to trust it, so you just have to yeah. trust it and let it go, right? Exactly. <laughs> but it's not exactly. so easy. <laughs> because I said it at the beginning the older you get, the less you trust it, in mm-hmm. my opinion unless you keep it from static, unless you keep it, you got to keep it sharp. I think it depends what we're talking about too. It just depends on the situation. Yeah. 
One of the things that came up often was that stress is linked to intuition, intuitive decisions. So yeah. stress will make you push towards an intuitive decision, which is great in running away from a bear. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. but, but but it's not always so great right. when you don't look at all the options. Right, right, right. So if you're forced, you might not see all the options. What I think mom did in this situation is that her intuition said, under stress and duress, it said, he can't go into that surgery. Right. And then she called all of us to see what we thought. Right. And then right. she asked the doctor what he th what he thought. Right. And he had a very clear answer. Yes. He had a very clear way of speaking, which was, in my experience, patients do not survive this at that age. Right. And I would not want to do it. Right. And he literally said it. he doesn't want to do it. So there was an evaluation of reflection under that and then the thing that they talk about that comes out a lot also in terms of intuition versus insight yes. right or intuition yes. versus is that when you're sad so when you're stressed you go intuitive right but when you're sad you go analytical your body slows down yeah and you go analytical yeah. so what ends up happening on top of everything else is that once you've suffered a trauma and a tragedy the thing that you that your intu intuition helped you to do then now you're left with your freaking reflexive with self with your thinking and your thoughts and yeah. all your thoughts yeah. Yeah. Right. It, it forces you to focus on that yeah. which goes back to intuition <laughs> you know you can't think about it too much which is what I said my mind kicked in and uh, and I just have to process it that's all and I thought my father was going to live forever. <laughs> Can you believe it? I really did. That's another issue. But before, when I was younger, I made very difficult decisions that not only involved me, but involved both of you. And uh, I went with my center. This is what my center says. Go. It always worked out. Always, always. It wasn't easy. It doesn't mean that it's easy or that the consequence or decision was easy. That doesn't mean that. To use your intuition, I believe, is not a microwave. Oh, let's make this decision in three minutes. Right. No, let's just use our center, our gut, our wisdom inside. What we know is true. They say that that people who, that there's different levels of intuition, like literally. Yeah, yeah. People have different thinking and like just just different thinking skills, styles, a way of thinking. So it's um, people have different levels of intuition, and then people people that really believe right in intuition actually have higher levels of intuition. This is like a high belief in intuition <laughs> correlates to people. So a mom obviously is someone who's super intuitive. Right. I think that that is clear, right? Can I just say something that, that kind of did a little mind fuck with me? I don't know if we're supposed to say that. Can you say that? I don't know. It, I guess we decide, but I just said it. They were talking about how different moralities are swayed by language. So like essentially they were talking about how that links to intuition and how that messes with your intuition. Like conservatives, for example, morally, quote unquote, favor things like loyalty, authority, and purity. Mm -hmm. And liberals go toward the, the, the side of uh, fairness, fairness. Yeah, I remember. Uh, harm avoidance, and that sort of thing. So then there's these studies that have shown that when people use language in a certain way, they can manipulate people's intuition. intuition. Yeah, it's super which interesting. Which is so crazy. And then it makes me think of that doctor, which I know that's a mind, that's the mind, mind F. <laughs> I mean, that's how politics work, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how people try like, to get elected and, you know. Exactly. They were saying that, like, in order to get people to vote for universal healthcare, for example, right. they used terms of purity 
for conservatives and they said, well, there would be fewer diseased Americans. And when they used those words with conservatives, it won over the vote. Right. But with liberals, they said healthcare for all. Right. That those terms, when you use yeah. it to conservatives, they're like, no. I don't yeah. care about that. Oh, yeah. you're diseased Americans? Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, it's all how you, you know I mean? phrase yeah. things. Everything is psychology, honestly, everything in the world. Yeah. So then it's like, ugh. When you think about that, then it's how do we, how the doctors phrase things, yeah. How, yeah. how we phrase things to each other. It's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Because you have to filter all that and go through all that and be like, you have to really also know who you are. Like, super be in tuned to your, like, core i think that people run into that problem too first of all language and words are so important mm -hmm. but when you're trying to make a decision you have to go beyond the words that you hear outside of yourself you need to practice i'm listening to these words and i'm listening to this language but what does this mean to me in my core because you're making the decision for yourself or for someone else that's part of your world. Yeah, So, but it's hard. In this case of liberals and, and conservatives, yeah. in a way, I don't care. Either way, what is it in my world? What does this mean for me and for the decision that I'm going to make and how is it going to affect outside of myself? Which is obviously the first question you ask yourself oh, th this is the right thing to do. Why? Because of this, this, and that. Who is it affecting? You know, it's a process of discernment. I don't know. I mean, if I think about the moments where I have been at my most intuitive, I have to think about the adoption process for me, mm -hmm. you know, which was essentially like, if you think too much while you're doing an adoption process, or if you think too much before you have a baby, you're like, well, why would I this is crazy. Oh, yeah. This is a lot. <laughs> but all I remember from the adoption process is that I started it and it was like running on fire. It was like, brrr, you know, it was just fill out paperwork, do da, 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 one thing led to the other, da, 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 da. and it was just like on a go, 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 like a body in motion stays in motion. And the reason why I know that that for me is like a totally intuitive thing is that one, because of where it comes from, because it's always been something I wanted to do. But then for me, that there was a moment. And here's where I'm like, oh my God, the world is magic. It was a moment where we thought it wasn't going to happen. We had had two failed adoptions, which, you know, I can go into or not, whatever. But we had had these two crazy roller coaster failed adoptions where we lost all this money. And we were like, look, we don't have any more money in the bank. Uh, we had debt. We had all kinds of things. And Ignacio, m my husband, was like, listen, he's, he, you know, he's very conservative and austere. And in certain ways, and then like super spendy and whatever. In other ways, like Mr. <laughs> I'm Rockefeller, and that we call him Rockefeller because he can just, he'll just like buy whatever. Um, <laughs> but in other ways, he's he can be very like careful, you know. It's an Earth sign. It's a Taurus, and he was like, "Look, what do you think? I think we should. St we I mean, we don't have any more funds, and what do we do? Like logically, we can't continue the adoption process. Like that's it. We ran out. So why don't we put a pause?" in it and and we so i wrote up this email so i was like okay yeah I, we had a, it was a conversation it wasn't like him talking it was a whole conversation we looked at our our money and i wrote this email to the adoption agency because you can put a hold on your profile so essentially what it's called and your profile is what gets sent to a potential birth mothers who then choose the the parent right um and that's what had been happening whatever i wrote this email saying you know please put a hold on on our profile because essentially we've run out of money 
I write this email, I never send it. It's still in my inbox unsent. I didn't know that part. Like, what makes you not send it, you know? Mm -hmm, And then you mm -hmm. have to say, okay, there's something in, in, there was something in me that was saying, like, if it happened again, it would be so unlikely that three times in a row it would happen that we would be chosen as parents and that then, you know, like, that's so unlikely because things don't happen that quickly in the adoption world. Yeah. And then, you know, if it does, that's kind of like miraculous. And so can I really deny that? And I think those things were happening inside of me. I did not do it. Okay. And then the day before. Why didn't you do it? I don't think I consciously felt anything. I think intuition sometimes is unconscious. Yeah. Yes. Mom is saying no. The moment that you do not hit send, that moment you made a decision based on your gut. Yes. So what did you feel? But in that moment, you don't know why. You just, you don't know how you feel in that moment. I just was like, I'm not going to send this now. Obviously, you know, something was saying not to do it. Then I'll story tell it like this. So then like that was um, December. And in January, we got another phone call that said, hey, this is the adoption agency, you know, and there's, we have a birth mother and um, she has signed off on all the paperwork and has the, the baby is in our custody and we are choosing the parent and we choose you and you have to come tomorrow if you want to adopt this child. There was zero uh, prenatal care. The birth mother smoked and drank and she was an opioid addict before. She says she didn't do drugs during the pregnancy. This is what we knew. And what we didn't know was like mountains of information, right? But it was like, okay, let's go. Now here's the crazy, crazy, crazy thing. The thing that happened the night before was that I had fallen asleep. I was falling asleep and I felt, and I didn't know about this phone call the next day. And I felt this um, like a little boy crawling over me, cracking up like, like all over, but it was super clear. And that, is taika like that exact way of being from that like i don't know what of a of a actual feeling on my body yeah, that it happened. was there yeah i've had moments like that yeah and i've totally fell asleep on the next morning i got that call yeah and i was like oh and then you were like whoa well, thank god i didn't send that email <laughs> so that's what i think of you know when yeah. i think about intuition but mm-hmm. i don't know if you have for you nico I had a similar thing when I was moving to LA. Um, Well, you know, I think it was like both, you know, we lived together in New York. You were there during college and after college. I went right after college straight to New York and we were there together for a while. And we both left more or less at the same time back to Miami for a while. You went first and then I was kind of struggling with that for a minute. Like, I don't know, I just got here. Like, I don't want to like walk back home with, you know, tail between the legs kind of thing, you know, but... I definitely all of because I was gonna stay with Anna. Remember, I had a friend Anna who was uh, getting her master's uh, at Columbia, and she's like, "Just stay in my studio." And I'm like, "But I'm a mess. We're four months behind on rent, and I don't know what I'm doing." And anyways, uh, I said, you know, one day I just said, "I'm I am I'm gonna go back. I I feel like I I need to, and I'm glad that we did because you know, Dad died two years after that, and we were able to be there and spend the time that we did, and you know, then hell. <laughs> happened for two years uh so basically when i was going to go back to new york after you know dad's probate and everything and all that nightmare was over i'll never forget we were in spain 
And remember you came with me to audition for, I was going to go back to New York to do uh, acting and get my master's, this and that, if I got accepted. Before we went to Spain. Before we you, went to Spain. You had auditioned. Yes. In every every program you were going to go to right. New York. NYU, and, Yale, yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was convinced no matter what, I was going to go back to New York, even if I didn't get in. And then I was in a train, a train in Spain. Um <laughs> and everyone was asleep and i was just sitting there and i don't know i was just this the train that lost our luggage yes the train. <laughs> we'll that story. that's a whole other story <laughs> we literally watched our luggage we had no idea that those trains like detached and went to disconnected different... yeah and all of it we fell asleep and woke up and we turned around there's no more train behind us no like, no 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 i saw it go well, it was already detached, though. Yes, but it was leaving, and yeah. I was like, there's our luggage, <laughs> like our guys. Luggage. So we had to run to the guy in the front. That was fun. I'm pretty sure that was the train, because we only took one or two trains. I think that was the only long train ride we did. But I, I just remember like being in that train, and it was very quiet, and, and it was like a hammer on my head. It was the weirdest. I was just like, I'm not going to New York. I'm going to LA. Why would I go back <laughs> to New York? You know what I mean? Why would I go back to New York? I already tried it. If anything, I could always go back to New York. You know, I'll always keep a foot in New York. We should all, but do that. But if my dream was always to be in film, why am I like, why not go to Los Angeles? I had never been. I moved here without ever being in California. <laughs> but I was so sure of that. I mean, you know, I don't know. It was a weird, like literally like a smack, like a moonstruck share, like snap out of it kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> eat your steak <laughs> you're gonna eat your steak bloody like i made it <laughs> we love moonstruck and can literally say the entire film out loud so you'll probably hear a lot of references uh, uh. from moonstruck but yeah that that was huge do you remember the gypsy woman in spain who told me that i was gonna meet my love and my par life partner however you want to put it while traveling in a sunny place in a it was like in a sunny place he would be dark-skinned she, she said all of this yeah she described him yeah. she described him and you've cried a lot in your life because of men but when you meet this person while you travel you will never cry again <laughs> Goosebumps. this is very gypsy language but you know what I'll say about that gypsy? Because I remember that gypsy. First of all, there was another gypsy that tried to steal my money and I slapped her hand. Yeah, yeah. That. but that's a, in the there, there was a huge difference between those two women. That's I totally remember that. And that was scary because she didn't care. She was like, take in your wallet. That was crazy. There's a whole history that we, whatever, there, that's another another podcast. And there's like a, a magnificence about Spain and, and a million things. And we probably shouldn't even use, I don't even know if we should be talking about gypsy as a term. Okay. But well, sorry, whatever. I, but there was a palm reader. <laughs> a palm reader. Yes. Yeah. That grabbed our, did she grab my hand or your hand or Sophie's? Which she grabbed she came up hand. to she came up to us literally straight to us to I don't remember whose hand I, I think she grabbed mine and she's like I have to tell you something <laughs> and she just started telling us all these things and then she went to you yeah and then she went to yeah. Sophie it was pretty accurate too yeah that was a crazy trip but yes I did feel that with into with with go, moving to LA that's a lot that's a lot I forgot to mention that it's not all it wasn't. I feel like people kind of help you too sometimes, right? I had a mentor that I called, uh, Wendy Dan from Ithaca Hangar Theater. 
I said, this, these are my two options. I'm either going to New York and getting my master's or, you know, what do I do? And she's like, you know, that doesn't, great if you get in, you'll learn a lot and all that, but that does, that has nothing to do with whether you're going to be su successful or not uh, in this business. And I can 100% see you going to LA and, and doing your thing and being on TV and anything else you want to do. You, if you don't get in, I would go to LA. Intuition is a guide. It doesn't always give you the exact answer. Sometimes it tells you this is what you need to do. And sometimes it tells you go and talk to your mentor. Intuition is leading the way to your decision. It's your guide. Sometimes it gives you a clear and decisive answer. And sometimes it just guides you to where. Where you'll find the answer. Where you'll find the answer. Yeah. Mom is very Yoda today. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave the, the words of Yoda mom. Yeah. I think if, if we've been talking about uh, intuition, I, I'm going with our gut all this time. I think what we're saying is that there is a combination right. of intuition and insight. They're related. You like, need reflection. Mm -hmm. Intuition leads you to reflection and reflection supports insight. Um, sorry, intuition, whatever. That's a big messed up ball. I should have left it with Yoda. We'll leave it there. You get it. You get it, right? You get it. We get it. Open up your petals. Show the world your beauty. I'll be here to cheer you on. That's a mother's duty. With all of your success, she says, all the great things.